Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Phoenix, and welcome back to another episode of Rise Game Podcast. On this very special season finale episode, I got the homie Sean Creates in the building. Uh, man, he's an artist here from Des Moines. He's been killing it. Um, you know, a good friend. I've known him for a while. And he just dropped an amazing project actually today at the time of this premiere called The Debut. It's out now, guys. Um, we'll promote it throughout this uh, episode. But I'm really excited to have him on. Again, I, I know some of his story, but I don't know, you know, some things as well. And I just have been wanting to have him on, have this conversation and, um, you know, hopefully inspire some of you guys as well. I know he's got a lot of opinions on a lot of things going on, too. So I want to talk to him about that as well. Um, man, I just want to thank you guys starting off before we get into this interview about a month ago, I decided to take a month off, uh, you know, from social media, from posting content, just everything, uh, just kind of clear my head a little bit, kind of, you know, recalibrate, see where I want to kind of take things. And, uh, I'm really excited where I have things going now. Um, it, you, sometimes when you take a step back, you can really see which direction you want to go. And I'm really seeing kind of getting that clarity uh, has been nice to see where I want to go next um, and just kind of say, you know, what is next? Um, I have a lot of ideas that I can't wait to roll out for right now. We're going to be continuing the podcast. Um, then YouTube's going to be coming back here shortly as well. And I can't wait to show you guys the new ideas I have for um, the Rise Again, you know, with YouTube. But just overall, I'm just really excited for the future. I'm really excited to, you know, keep pushing and doing amazing things, um, you know, with this podcast, with the YouTube channel um, and just the media company as a whole. Um, this is also another special episode because today is my birthday, uh, July 19th. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I look at my year kind of starting with my actual year of, you know, the day of my birth. Instead of like the beginning of the year, you know, like 2020, uh, January, like I have ideas, but when I really look at the beginning of my year is um, my birthday, and I know it's weird, I know it's weird how you put it, but uh, sometimes, man, it's just a nice way to reflect and see, you know, where, how your year's gone, but then on top of that, um, you know, where you want to go for the next full year of your life, because you never know, um, you know, when you know your last curtain call is you never know when you you know it's your time and everything so i i intend to live my life to the fullest and uh you know you guys should too man i always preach and you know just tell people like do whatever makes you happy um whether it's you know starting a new job whether it's starting a new career um starting your own business just anything that makes you happy just go for it because at the end of the day um you know you're gonna want to make yourself happy and you don't want to be you know whatever years old you are and you know have any regrets and that's kind of where i'm at right now is just looking forward to the future um and really really excited about rise again man like i i think for the first time in a while man i'm like really excited about where i want to put this content and push this content um another you know some other news uh as well as you know some sad news but it's also a kind of a nice start as well man it's just a fresh start um unfortunately the shop you know with illus around in the archive we had to close due to covid um covid was definitely uh, tough on a lot of small businesses i'm sure you guys know um with us you know things happened uh, and we had to close but i just want to thank personally um you know justin allen bowie just you know the whole family with the shop 
it wasn't for them, man, I wouldn't be doing this for this long. And I'm still, you know, doing it. Bowie and I are still going to keep the archive going online and everything. But especially Justin and Alan, man, they gave me a chance when, you know, not a lot of people, you know, were giving me chances and everything. They gave me, uh, you know, the first pop up, man. When I, I always tell this story, though, is like when I had, uh, you know, made that, I made, I think, 200 bucks on that first pop up I did. And I didn't even know I could make that much in, like, you know, selling just vintage. And it really got me going and you know i was excited before but really after that day it made me think like okay i could do this as a business and just throughout man they become family um and i i wish nothing but the best for them and obviously we're still gonna kick it all the time you know um and it's not the end of illis too and a lot of people will think when a business closes that's just it like you know it's over with you're never gonna hear from them again but man they're still gonna be selling online guys so definitely check them out uh, I want to say on Instagram, it's at illustround515. Hit them up. They still have inventory. Um, same with us, man. At the Archive IA, we're still going to have you know vintage. We'll be selling online. Uh, we're working on a website, so stay tuned for that. But just want to let you guys know kind of where I'm at in my life, uh, where Rise Again's going, and I'm really excited for the future, guys. But most of all, I'm really excited about this interview. Like I said, we got the homie Sean Creates, and uh, I'll stop talking, man. Let's get into this interview. This is Sean Creates. All right, you guys, we are back with another interview on Rise Again, the podcast. Got very special guests here, man. We got a new project coming out that's officially out today. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Sean Creates here, man. Say what's up to the people. What's up? It is your boy, Sean Creates, dropping in on Rise Again podcast. Appreciate my boy, Phoenix Lee. Thank you for having me. Thanks, man. Uh, we've definitely been wanting to make this happen for a long time. I think it's perfect timing, um, and I just can't wait to have this conversation with you. Starting things off. Uh, why don't you tell the people about yourself? Um, so, um, I am a, a Des Moines native. I am, you feel me, a resident of the north side of Des Moines, High Park specifically. Um, and I've always been indulged in like the creative scene in Des Moines. I started off like doing poetry and stuff like that, and then I transitioned to photography. And now my latest transition is to, you know, um, music and becoming a musician and stuff so I've just always been super indulged in uh, the arts in, in the city just because I feel like that's something that Des Moines lacks so I've always tried to indulge myself as much as I can in that scene um, and also like I did music and shit when I was super super young like when I was in middle school my mm -hmm. boy uh, Noah rest in peace and my boy Nieri and Deontay Hold and Justice Brown and like Deshaun Willis and a whole <laughs> bunch of people it was just lit we were the heart attacks it was a time hey. to be alive <laughs> the the heart attack days man that's, that's definitely crazy um you mentioned you know being a creative in the city when there aren't many creatives and is that kind of a goal for you you know you've done so much through poetry through mm -hmm. you know videography photography and everything and now this new transition back into music um is that something that you kind of look at is like you know putting the city kind of in terms on your back or like trying to look at like raising the level and get those eyes on Des Moines yeah I definitely want to like show the the talent and like have other people from different places like you know discover the talent here because there is a lot of talent and I feel like a lot of it is not focused. I feel like the guide of it is just getting swayed because there's so much like competitiveness, but not in a way where it's like, oh, I'm making this move. So like, in order for you to 
step your game up, you have to do this move because I've just made this move and mm-hmm. this is the next step. You feel me? Like it's more more personal, yeah. like competition. Like, oh yeah, I think I'm better. It's not. It's not about being better. It's like, what moves are you making to separate yourself from the rest of the artists here? Mm-hmm. And that is what my goal is to do and to continue to show people that I can do and be the first one to do it. Every everybody as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's a that's a big you know fact is a lot of people. We have a lot of people here that are doing, you know, and it's amazing, you know, what they're doing, but we're in this pack, no matter what field you're in, you know, it could be my field, it could be your field and everything. Mm -hmm. We have this pack of people and who's going to be the alpha dog, who's going to be the person that leads the pack into, you know, whatever the promised land, whatever you want to say. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, it's something that's coming up. Uh, Obviously we've had shit go on this year, but it's still coming up. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's still, still going. Um, take me back though to kind of like your childhood, you know, growing up and everything. Um, how was kind of music and the creative scene? Like you, you mentioned, you did poetry. You mentioned, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing some music in middle school. Like, was it always kind of the creative side? Did you always have that? Um. So my parents, my dad and my mom, definitely like loved us to death when we were kids and stuff like that. Um, and they did everything they could to uh, supply us with the things that we need. I mean, we, we had a lot of stuff when we were, you know what I'm saying, when we were young. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm just now getting to a point older to be able to actually, like, realize those things. Um, but also, though, there was a lot of sacrifices that came with um, them being able to give us everything mm-hmm. that, you know, we needed because the money that, that was coming in wasn't money that could sustain forever Uh, so they ended up you know getting in trouble because of those reasons and my mom ended up going to prison for like four and a half years Mm -hmm. and then my dad was just I don't even know what he was doing to be honest he was just struggling with his addiction so he was you know I'm saying trying to get right with himself and and with God you know that's just uh, the the path you got to take when you're dealing with those those addiction demons um but yeah, they just gave us everything you want. We wanted, you know, so we were just open to do whatever we wanted, you know. Like we ran the streets till it was late, you know. what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like they gave us a lot of freedom, um, and I appreciate them for that because it gave me uh, opportunities to explore different things. Like I was kind of into like gymnastics, kind of like I loved doing backflips and just I was very agile. Mm-hmm. I used to wrestle, um, and just I I'm a very conceptual thinker, and I've always been like that since I was younger. Um, so I started developing like how all these common things that I like to do was very conceptually the same, mm-hmm. just in the whole art form aspect. So then I just start, you know what I'm saying, doing music and dancing and doing something that 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 was creative that a whole bunch of people was afraid to do. Yeah. Um, so it just carried with me just, you know, all my life. No, and I think that's important. And, um, you know, I resonated with that too because there's a lot of times where, like, You'll have, like, you know, growing up, there's, I mean, I hung out with kids. It was, like, the parents were, like, no, you're going to play baseball. That's all you're going to do. You're only going to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to put you in baseball every year. You can't do anything outside of it. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah. And because of, like, you know, whatever life I lived, like, I was able to, like, same thing, like, be on the streets, do all this shit. And it's all life experiences, too, that yeah, you can facts. put towards, you know, whether it's the hustle, the drive, you know, anything like that to put into the future of whatever you're doing. And you get to kind of experience and have those creative things do whatever you you know you kind of would like to do Mm -hmm. and i think that's i think that's really um you know something that maybe not a lot of people get and a lot of people would look at on a negative side but 
shit i mean i always try to look at it as positive side yeah know? of like, course yeah definitely because we just got to explore life for ourselves our path wasn't destined by our parents who weren't controlled by our parents and you can just see the big personality differences between people who were super controlled as like youth mm-hmm. versus like people like us who had that freedom to do whatever they wanted you know oh and it's it's true it's uh you see it a lot and it's it's interesting to see kind of like how people come up and a lot of times I feel like people wait for their parents' decision and approval and whatever they're doing. Yeah, or need like, that validation yeah. from them. And you like, know? I think people like us, we don't need that validation. You know, it's more like I want to set out a, a, a plan or a life for like myself to like, mm-hmm. you know, make myself happy. Exactly. Is that something that, you know, kind of looking into now and, you know, looking into what you've done, you know, I mean, first of all, I just want to talk about it real quick. I mean, like, I remember when we first met, you know, like, you know, shout out to the Dillard's days. You know, yeah, they for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was some shit. But you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just remember, you know, when we when we ended up connecting and talking and shit, like, we just had that same vision. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, Facts. you know, when you're in a, and I'm sure other people should understand this too, when you're in like a workplace and like you see like man like you don't even want to be at that workplace obviously because mm-hmm. you're a creative you you want to fucking do this shit like you know yeah. full time you want yeah. you have shit going on in your head even when you're folding the clothes whenever mm-hmm. you're doing this and that mm-hmm. and i remember when we we chopped it up a couple of times and like we were just talking and at that time you know you were talking about like new division and you talked about music a little bit but um, even with new division man i saw the the vision of what you're doing it yeah. was different from others and yeah. like is that something you always you know you stated a little bit but you do you want to be different from you know other people it's not necessarily that i want to be different from other people but i want to show people how different my thought processes are compared to other people cuz mm-hmm. like you know when i'm talking like a lot of people like a lot of my friends and supporters like they hate more mainly like my friends and stuff but they hate arguing with me cuz they always feel that like I'm, I, I want to be right, but it's more like I want to continue to show you that, like, yes, I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I also want you to be able to consume and receive what I'm saying as well because I am understanding what you're what yeah. you're what you're what you're telling me. Like I'm consuming it, but like, are you able to consume what I'm telling yeah. you though, and yep. be able to put your mind in the places that minds is at? Because that's gonna really show me that you're reciprocating what I'm saying. It's not about me and me being right or wrong. It's just you being able to see my different point of view because everything is broken down into concepts and everything has a concept. So I just like to speak in concepts with people, and they think that that's like me being right or like everything I'm saying is right, and it's not. I'm just I'm just trying to get you to understand like how I perceive mm-hmm. certain things, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what I'm doing for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's a I think it's a creative kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of times like I I'm I'm guilty of it sometimes too where like and it's not even being guilty, it's more like I have this mindset and do I think it's the only thing that's out there that's right? No, but at the same time, like I feel like this was either will help me tremendously or whatever I'm saying to you is going to help that out as well. Like, and some people don't get it. Some people do, um, looking into that same time, you know, the, the, the Dillard's days as we call it and everything you started saying, you know, like, man, I'm, I'm working on this music and you know, this and that. Mm-hmm. And at first I, you know, it was just, and that was 2018, 2018, man. Mm-hmm. like, and that's 28. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I remember the first day that you showed me a track and we, we went into the fitting room. Yeah. <laughs> fucking on the clock, not even on break. For he real. said, shit, man, fuck this polo, bro. I'm going to go and, you know, go check this out. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, for real, bro. And when I started listening to the track, because, you know, like, I know I have a lot of friends who do music, you know, this and that. So yeah. it's like, 
you I always support everybody you know but I also let people know if I think it's trash or not because yeah. that's a good friend that's a mm-hmm. good you know exactly. person you know what I mean you gotta let people know if it's trash or not so I went into that fitting room like man I was like man I hope it's good cause I wanna tell this guy you know it's trash yeah, yeah. and shit but then I listened to the track and it's fucking fire and yeah. I'm like okay <laughs> I was like alright we're good that's comedy and, but not even the track itself it was the production style how he did it you know hitting up the dude from what was it he was out of the country right for the cover art or some shit if yeah, I remember bro. yeah he's from the yeah. Netherlands yeah. yeah bro like that's already like you didn't just go on fucking I don't know like photoshop and like put a bunch of shit together nah. or something like you had the idea back mm-hmm. then to have that process to like start something mm. how kind of the idea to get back into music kind of start um just because I was seeing like my friends do it but like Keep in mind, like, my, my, I don't associate him with it anymore. Like, I don't got no, like, ill will against him at all. Um, but it's more just like, I seen what their individualized impact was on the city. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, who they are as individuals. And it, it just really wasn't anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't have no impact on the city at all as individuals just because of, you know where they come from like or, or how they were in high school or however you want to you want to put it you know what i'm saying like they just never been the people that that anyone would look towards for inspiration yeah. if you get what i yeah, mean I and um so like i was just seeing them do music and was like damn like why isn't their music like connecting with people you feel me like what what's missing and like the biggest thing like oh yeah like the music's fire you know like why isn't it connecting with people and the biggest thing is just like their impact as a human being on on this city you yeah. know what i'm saying and and i know that that's something that i have not, not i'm not gonna flex like i have a whole bunch of impact on the city but people definitely look to me in the regards of a creative personnel within the city mm-hmm. and like these guys it really wasn't like that till like after they was like out of high school and after you know what I'm saying? Like, after they already was, you know, known for other things, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so, yeah, and then I just sat back and watched what they were doing wrong all this time. And um, I just learned from their mistakes. And I was like, okay, I want to try this music, but I'm going to do it what I perceive is the right way mm-hmm. or just a lane that they're not doing. Uh, so then I just start recording. And one of the guys uh, definitely helped me a lot with just getting more comfortable uh, with recording. So shout out to uh, him for that. But I still don't think that he was ever taking me serious. I think because he just fucked with me as an individual and seeing how motivated and stuff that mm-hmm. I was that like, yeah, he's going to help me uh, just because of that reason. Yeah. Because he knows that I'm going to work hard and he knows that I'm going to take it serious. Even if he didn't mm-hmm. take me serious at first. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And it got to a point where like, they had no choice to take me serious because I start dropping bangers. Yeah, you feel well, me? Like yeah. I start recording bangers and and you know like in that time period, like one of one of the guys would just say slick shit all the time, like some just some slick hating shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As I was recording, as I was getting mixed, like like because they've been doing it before me, they think that they have a an edge on me or 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 is yeah. better or more advanced. When it's like like boy, this is my city at the end of the day like mm-hmm. i grew up in the streets of this city yeah. you feel me like sleeping outside type yeah. shit like i've been i'm so connected to this city like i slept on the soil of this city yeah. you feel me like outside yeah you feel me so and that's why i, I feel know. like yeah and like, i feel like some people don't understand that and when you mentioned kind of like yeah like people can fuck with you but if they don't see they don't kind of 
think that you're at that level or the people that you come in, you know, that are here before and you come in, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, I was here before, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, man, because I was here before, they're not going to do better than me because I was here before. Man, time don't mean shit, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's how you come in and how you approach the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and how, yeah, your first impression on them, and that's that's exactly, like, I'm going to talk about this a little later, but just a little... You feel me? That's the whole purpose of the debut. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, that is it. Yeah. Like, it is my introduction into the music realm in this city. But, like, seriously, though. Like, as a career path. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so. it's it's nice, too. And we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. But just even with the Pillow Talk, man. Like, even that single was a nice, you know. I mean, I, I feel like it was, a, it was a really dope entry or, like, you know, mm-hmm. sample, if you want to say. Yeah. Into, like, what mm-hmm. you could be as an artist. Um, and then... I don't think you didn't drop too much, you know, for a little bit. Was what was the next? Yeah, I didn't thing? drop. Next single was two I. years. Yeah, yeah two yeah. years. Yeah, and you I took dropped. that time, but it's mm-hmm. crazy because I, I still knew people that were fucking with it even like then mm-hmm. off a single. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like because of what you did, because of you know even sourcing the cover art versus the quality of the production, mm-hmm. the quality of like you know. Yeah, everything. shout out six four and shout out fucking uh, Rocket Boy Auto yep. for that beat. Because they definitely went crazy. That track wouldn't be what it was without them. Oh, and then, again, those are people in the city that are doing their thing, too. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, oh, it, and yeah, shout out Uno, too, because he was in the <laughs> studio while I was making that. Oh, really? He was having me up the whole time. <laughs> and this was before me and him was even, like, cool like yeah. that. Like, that was me and his, like, first engagement. So shout out fucking Uno, because that man was hyping me up the whole time in the studio, telling me that the song was wrong, supporting me from the fucking get-go. And that was 2018. Yeah. And that's the stuff, you know, do you, when you look back at like the 2018 and like, you know, with that kind of area shit, I, I'm sure there's got to be some appreciation for those people that were like saw the vision right then. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and, like, definitely. And that's why like, I, you see, I'm always giving love out, yeah. like, but like genuine love, not just, not just no, it's not fake love. It's no. not, yeah, it's not one of those, I'm going to give these people love so I can receive the love in return type shit. Yeah. You feel me? Because yeah. people don't be shouting me out, but that's not going to stop me from continuously shouting niggas out. Yeah. You feel me? Because like, that's just that <laughs> love that I have for my city, yeah. but my people, cause I'm a man of my people. Yeah. You feel me? So it's just. It's just the it's vibes, a weird, bro. Yeah, it's a weird thing when, like... <laughs> it's, a weird, it's a weird thing when, like, you know, you show so much love to, like, the city that you care about, but mm-hmm. then, like, sometimes they don't show it back. And you could either be very angry about it or you can just take it as in, well, shit, I'm doing my part, you know what I mean? I'm showing, yeah. like, everything. And that's You gotta genuine. lead by example. Yeah. I think, uh... Travis Scott has this line where it's like, uh, practice never preach. He always says that shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like, that is kind of what I feel like. If I'm continuing to bust these moves and showing people how I'm doing this shit and doing this shit and doing this shit, they're going to have to catch on eventually and yeah. be like, yeah, that nigga been solid since yeah. the beginning. <laughs> you feel me? And they're going to have to realize that like one day or another, bro. Cause like Kanye say, like I, it's for me, it's not, I don't need that credit or that validation. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, like, the people that I'm around, like, I get that validation from them, but not because they verbally say it, because of how much they actually want to be around me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, so it's just big vibes, brother. No, and it's nice to have, it's nice to, um, you know, everyone likes recognition, no matter if they like it, you know, verbally, in front of people, or mm-hmm. just by themselves, like, yeah. it's nice to have it, you know, once in a while, just to know that you're kind of in the right path, that you're doing the right thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to ask you 
you know, something that you tweeted, like we talked about in the car and everything mm-hmm. since November, you know, you say every day above ground is a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean to you? You know, why is that something that you've said, you know, constantly since the, you know, since the jump and since like about what, November around there? Yeah. Well, I've been actually tweeting, I've been tweeting that every day above ground is a good day for like four years now. Yeah. So like four, yeah, four or five years now. Yeah. But, uh, one of my favorite uh, poets, Miles Hodges, he's like a New York, uh, a Harlem poet. Okay. Um, and he said that in the beginning of one of his poems or whatever. Um, and then it just stuck with me and like, I am a very optimistic person. So I always keep my mind in those positive po- like pockets. And mm-hmm. I always try to inspire other people to, be putting their mind in that that great optimistic headspace as yeah. well because you know like we got to erase the evilness we got to erase the envy we got to erase the hate in order for our 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 species to advance yeah. you know what i'm saying so i just always try to put that in people's heads and there's a whole bunch of people on twitter you know what i'm saying that always be like oh yeah like i needed this today or you feel me like hopped on twitter this was the first thing i saw blah blah like i needed this today and like that stuff inspires me that i am just putting something out there for someone to look at and 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 feel inspired by it. Because I'm not going to take credit for the words itself and make it seem mm-hmm. like it's something that I said, but it's something that I live by. You yeah. feel me? Because it, it's a part of me now because of that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's important to, like, I feel like a lot of times, man, like, it's important to spread a message, but a positive message. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's, like you said, a lot of negativity in the world. We have a lot of shit, you know there's just a lot of negativity and if you can be that person that's optimistic that's spreading a message of either love or happiness and mm-hmm. you know I, I i definitely think that's important and as you mentioned before you know doing something yourself that maybe not a lot of people do yeah. you don't see a lot of people even if it's a simple tweet every day that you don't know what that could do for a person like yeah. you said like mm-hmm. the simplest thing can go a long ways it may not feel like it's going for you but then the person that read it that's having you know, fucking mental health problems, depression, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it could it could mean a lot to somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I was going to ask you that too, is is legacy important to you? Oh, yeah. Being, being a native of this city, like, it is super important for me to leave, like, a legacy behind um, in this city just because it's like, if it's not me, who's it really going to be? Yeah. Like, who's really going to work hard for that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like a legacy of purity though. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like knowing that there's not people that I've done like super wrong out here or, or talked bad on or, or or invoked some type of violence or aggression towards or anything like that cuz I just don't move like that. Like my legacy in the city would be very positive when I get to the point where I can create one um and leave one. But I don't want to leave it you know what I'm saying? Like, after I'm gone, like, I'm trying to cement it right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I care about right now because I am very young. And imagine if I created a legacy in this city by the time that I was 25, you know, like, I still have the rest of my life to yeah. continue to impact um, and and influence other people. You know what I'm saying? Just all over. And it's always, you know, always been big on, yeah, legacy and then spreading the wealth, too, is because, you know think about like we didn't have that blueprint growing up of like what you know someone that was at the top Mm -hmm. from here that did some shit you know what i mean yeah especially on the creative side so 
I think it'd be dope to have a collection of people in whatever field that they're in on this creative journey, whether it's art, whether it's music, you know, just yeah. all the arts. And for that kid that's in fourth grade right now, you know, having that creative mindset and then they see like, oh, Sean's out here. Like, Sean's my favorite artist. He's doing, he's from the city. He's doing this mm -hmm. and everything. Like, I, I think that's something that's a part of the legacy is building yeah. the next generation. And if we do, you know, shit right, I think it's going to be, you know, definitely good for the for the kids out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the people in this city is going to be forced to watch me crack open the sky and let all these blessings come upon all of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And again, I always say this, like, and when they see, you know what I'm saying, like, just just everything that's going on, like, they're going to be able to identify it, you know what I'm saying, and, and know, like, where it came from or who who started all this, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, like, who started this 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 wave of all this good energy amongst the city, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and that's, uh, I think when that happens and people start to notice, like, and people are noticing now, you know, what people are doing, but I think when we get to that point where it's like, damn, like, you know, even if it's a year from now, you don't know what can happen. Mm -hmm. And that's the crazy thing about life, you know what I mean? Like, shit like if you look at what you know if you think about like look at like your life like a year ago do you think it's been different from you know where it's at now you know what i mean like yeah definitely shit's changed so much i mean you know you moved back to the city too like you know you're yeah, in denver i've moved yeah back yeah. and forth like over three or four times already bro so it's been crazy you know that experience is, is definitely uh it's just a, it's a very dope thing to get that um i wanted to talk to you about kind of you know your passion and drive you mentioned it you know and i see it you know no matter what you're doing um the did that come from you know just childhood experiences to always you know kind of strive for the best or is it something that you kind of worked on throughout and that's the thing like, it's not really about like the idea of the best but it's more about the idea of pioneering mm. you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying being the first to do something yeah. like you know what i mean because there's there's nothing more special than being the first to do something but the impact and the influence of that one thing is so it's so rich that like people aren't gonna feel like they're copying me when they do it because i i just embedded so much like love and positivity within it and the growth of it and the process of it that like if someone else does it after me, people aren't going to perceive it as like, oh, they're just copying such and so, or mm -hmm. they're just doing what he did. Like, nah, like we, we as humans are, we're, we're conditioned to, to follow each other mm -hmm. and mimic each other. Like that's how we learn. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, like just being the first and pioneering stuff in a way where it's like people aren't afraid to, to do it too, or allow themselves to be inspired by what I'm doing. Cause that's the whole goal. And speaking, you know, of the inspiration and you know trying to be the first to do things we're in we're in a time right now where there's a lot going on you know what i mean like we have mm -hmm. covid um we have horrible things going on in our country that we're trying to change as well mm -hmm. um i think it's important to talk about those things as well um looking at what's kind of going on right now i mean have you thought about putting that in music is that something that you know you kind of wanted to possibly do like talk about you know when we're talking about like Black Lives Matter and like mm -hmm. the movement and everything that's been going on, is it is that something that you look into kind of you know addressing in music or you know I see you do it outside of music as well though. Mm -hmm. Well, for for me, it's more like, and I will always continue to practice this rhetoric, but I'm telling you, the big wave in my 
a pan yeah. is is obtaining sustainable income so we can take that income as black folks and generate it back into our communities because yeah. if we buy out our communities and put banks in our communities and put you feel me schools and stuff like that where we own it it's going to be a whole different wave you know what i'm saying because there's amazing black teachers all across the world but there's also amazing white teachers that want the same vision and and prosperity that you feel me other black scholars have and black educators mm-hmm. want for black youth and just youth of color in general um so my focus isn't getting wrapped up in the whole movement quote-unquote aspect of it just because like i've been black all my life you know yeah. and i used to you know what i'm saying be out there and be protesting but i feel like now it's becoming so much of a social thing mm-hmm. versus like okay what are these people that are out there protesting going to actually like do like long term mm-hmm. to secure the growth instead of it just being this revolutionary moment that mm-hmm. happened and then all those people just went off and just went into the corporate world and yeah. now they're just working corporate, you yes. know what I'm saying, with these corporate jobs yeah. and these, you know what I'm saying, but yeah. not making a difference because I don't feel like there should be no reason why that whole rhetoric on like, I don't believe in the whole like, oh yeah, all these black people need to go to school and they need to get in these positions of powers and stuff like that to make a difference. Like, even though I believe that it's true to some degree, like, that's a lot of pressure already. Mm-hmm. You feel me to be knowing that the system is broken as hell and then like, oh yeah, but you still should go into the system if you're trying to change it. We got to fix it from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all, nah, <laughs> we just need to continue to make awareness of this shit and be standing 10 toes and make this bread and put this bread back into our community. Build that credit, get that financial literacy, yeah. you feel me at the A the A game, you feel me? Even if it takes you working these jobs that really ain't paying too much just so you can continue to save and make sure you feel me, you're saving 60% of your income. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 40% is to live off of that 60%. That's going into how, what type of business you can buy, you feel me, in your community. Like, shout out Rico, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and Rico's, in that, again, he's putting back in the community. Exactly. Somebody that's, you know, not even, you know, like, I mean, he technically still lives, but you know what I mean? He's He plays for the Raiders, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, like, he's out here doing his thing. A lot of people leave, but they don't give back to the community. Mm-hmm. And so when you see, and I completely understand, you know, uh, respect and everything and definitely that should be the way is giving back because a lot of times when we talk about the systematic problems when people, it's all financial it's bro. all financial it's all financial yeah. like every single stem of it is financial you know what I'm saying but a lot of it is psychological mm-hmm. you feel me you gotta think about it they conditioned us so long to believe that like this is how we have to be or this is how we have to move that like the racism is is literally on its own now. Like, yeah. it's its own entity. Like, th- they embedded it so much into black and white people that white people don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Like, that's how good that they got us to the point where, like, yeah. there's a majority of the population that really is just not aware of what's really going on and how the system the system have, have played us, but it's played us all, yeah. white and black people. Yeah. You feel me? To the point where white people aren't even, you feel me, knowing that there's all this stuff underground or you feel me in these other communities a lot of people just see the, the stuff that's portrayed on the media and exactly so we talk where about it's like oh yeah too. well at least you know black people are on tv now and they get to share the same ah like it's like yeah that's cool but there's so much other digging that we need to do you can't put people 200 years back mm-hmm. behind where they didn't couldn't read and stuff like that and expect them to just 
be able to catch up to where you're at. Like, y'all have always been in power. Like, y'all have always been at, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not even, I don't want to say in power, even though that's what it is, but more more business terms is, like, you've always had, you've had longer opportunities and to it's, build it's and grow. Truth. And you what you see me? a lot, you see in, like, some of the communities that are even just in Des Moines, and, you know, that's the thing with a lot of communities as well is, I think it's important to, like you said, like, build that, if you look at, like, like I said, like River Hills and everything, um, they started out, you know, that was a spot where it was low-income housing, you mm-hmm. know, Section 8, everything. You had, you know, a lot of black community there, refugees and everything. But two, I want to say two years ago, they started kicking everybody out. Mm-hmm. And then now they fucking raised the rent, you know, did all this other shit. Yeah. And it happens a lot. You know, mm-hmm. Oak Ridge is starting to happen, which is crazy. You know, yeah. like you see like a lot of those, you know, places and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it needs to be a point where you know the property the businesses the restaurants and everything mm-hmm. if like you said if that gets into black owned then it's going to be you know just better for the future yeah and ex- ex- especially if we you know we generate that money um into those communities like that so then we can also get to a point where we can start like creating like neutral grounds mm-hmm. like yeah no this is not no places over here that anyone is going to be getting shot. Like, we have it secured. Like, we know what cars are over here. Majority of the times, we know what cars aren't here usually. You know what I'm saying? And just being able to keep track. Not like a neighborhood watch, but just a way to stay informed, like, mentally about, like, what's going on. Because, like, street politics definitely play a big role into, like, the progression of the community. And once we start, you know what I'm saying, start keeping an eye on those things and trying to understand them a little bit better as, like black business owners but mm-hmm. also just like black people that are like not indulged in the streets you feel me just it just gives a better like not like we need to get no police involved because that's whack yeah. i'm not saying that <laughs> you feel me but it's more just like having a better understanding on what's going on so we can continue to push the culture forward no and that's just, that's what it's all about is pushing the culture forward and like i'm really you know since everything's gone down and like it seemed like i mean obviously there was a lot of stuff going on before that people you know good and bad there was people still pushing the movement even before um you know george floyd around that time Mm. that's when everything really started to come up and everything but i still see it man there's a lot of people out there that are doing their thing and you know hopefully it's not just like you said like something that's like a cool social fucking you know revolution right now not something that continues in the future Mm. but you know speaking of and then on top of that we got the covid shit going on right Mm -hmm. now where you know it's very sad what's going on and everything there's a lot of stuff but a lot of people, I feel like, stay stagnant, you know, in this time. A lot of people just, like, are just chilling at home, you know, doing their thing, but not, like, pushing towards anything. Mm-hmm. But you haven't been, man. You've been traveling and doing your thing, mm-hmm. um, been able to go and meet with a lot of great people. Um, I saw you travel to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, you know, if, if you had, you know, just a little advice for, you know, the entrepreneur, the creative artist and everything during these kind of tough times, um, do you think it's important to keep busy and, you know, do keep pushing forward yeah well i feel like this whole quarantine is an opportunity for you to really be planning your next move Mm -hmm. but for your next move to be the best move you can possibly make and that's what i wake up every morning like okay how am i gonna score today you know what i'm saying And like a lot of this music shit is business Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so just understanding the business and learning and conditioning yourself to to learn these rhetorics and being able to speak articulate about music business and what what it means because it's 90% business, 10% music. So it's just 
getting everything you need um, prepared so then you can strictly focus on the music. So now like I have a second project completely finished for 2021. Um, and like that is, you know, why I took so many trips to Atlanta because, you know, I had to get that project done. I had to build those connections mm-hmm. and um, just get my name out there, show my face card. But now I have face card with people that it's more than just like a business relationship. It's more like damn this kid's actually driven mm-hmm. and like his music's hard yeah. you know what I'm saying and he's coming with a whole different drip like we ain't even you know what I'm saying it's the heard. mesh of both exactly. that people start to see mm-hmm. when you have not only like we talked about the passion the drive but also the work ethic and people gotta understand that too man work ethic is everything mm-hmm. like you can be the hardest person you know working in the room and people start to notice you know what I mean like Facts. and one thing I do want to talk about is like the whole like facade aspect of like being an artist because like a lot of people can like fake like what they're doing and like a lot of stuff that they're doing may seem like it's getting them somewhere but like the deep nitty-gritty aspect of it is it's really not and a lot of it is just for show or to be looked at as if you're you're doing more than what's actually happening around you you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying because other artists in the city will will look at that and think like, oh man, like that's what I need to go do when it's like there's a hundreds, thousands of artists that's going to do that same shit. Mm-hmm. These are just people that you know. So like when they're taking pictures in these big cities and they're in these big studios and it looks like they're doing it big, like a lot of that shit, bro, is just facade because mm-hmm. the real game is building an organic fan base mm-hmm. there is no way that it don't i don't give a fuck if you got a feature from little baby you know what i'm saying like if he's not promoting that song yeah and if he's not in your music video with you mm-hmm. and and y'all aren't actually like cool that's just not really gonna it's get you nowhere he's all exactly he's always gonna look at you as an opportunity to make money mm-hmm. you feel me he's always gonna look at you as a person who filled his pockets mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's how especially for me i don't give a fuck what artist it is bro like features i'm in my opinion are just not the ways to go like if a nigga's not just sliding into the studio with you and it's just like oh yeah your label's paying them so it's not you actually paying them it's your label it's different Mm -hmm. but if it's you spending your hard-earned money to go try to steal another man's fan base or cloud or buzz or whatever that's just whack when you can use that same bread the amount of money it costs for a future you could invest in yourself investing and building an organic fan base where those people are coming your social media to see you Mm-hmm. They don't care who Not is on your tape. Yeah. yeah, who's featured on your tape. They want to come and hear your voice. They want to hear you speak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They want to feel your vibe. They want to see how you're coming because they already know how that person's mm-hmm. coming. They're already established. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But for you, it's like, who are you? But are they really even going to care if they go to your social media and they look at it and it's whack? You know what I'm saying? You're following hella people, but <laughs> you got a lot of followers yeah. at the same time. So yeah. it looks like you feel me like, okay, this... There's no exclusivity here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's all the idea behind it. Exactly. And like people got to understand that. Mm-hmm. And you did mention something there that, you know, you see, like, obviously, like, the feature shit, but also people understanding not only the organic fan base, but also understanding you. You got to sell you. And mm-hmm. We talked about that off camera. Is mm-hmm. It's so important 
to you know you can sell the music but if you don't sell your yourself with the music mm-hmm. people can't get behind they'll listen to it but are you gonna have that long-term fan base yeah because the whole the whole thing is like with with music right now like the biggest thing is like people are more sold on the personality than mm-hmm. they are the the music yeah. per se Hell you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. and like look a little uzi like I love to be Lil Uzi. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like what what he does and what his images and how he carries himself, yeah. bro. He's a millionaire, but he still goes back to his city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He still posts us up on the old blocks that he does. Not that I'm like encouraging like the street shit's like it, it has some type, but it's more just like being a man of your people is so important to yeah. me. And you know what I'm saying? Like if you're not a man of something, you're not a man of your city, then like what are you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like just someone no fashion, with no, yeah. yeah, like no, like no fashion or 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 jewelry or none of that shit will ever determine like who you are in your heart. Mm-hmm. You know it's what I'm the saying? Heart in your mindset. Exactly, that's all exactly. So like, take away all the fashion, all the jewelry. You know what I'm saying? All the nice cars yeah. and all that, and actually sit down and have a conversation with somebody, and you'll really see who they really yeah. are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you don't ever have to try to make yourself appear to look bigger in order to be bigger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all about how you're working and how your work ethic is and, like, who you are as a person, how pure you are in your heart. Because, like, I actually want to come back. Not even like I made it anywhere yet, but when I do get to a point where I can actually provide for my community, like, I want to come back and be able to, you feel me, show the up-and-coming artists, you feel me, like, which direction they want to take and what steps they want to take mm-hmm. in an accurate way, though, with accurate information, not just no shit that, you feel me, like, that I've learned from someone else, so it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just telling you this, you know what I'm saying, from someone else that yeah. just got that told from someone else. Yeah. Like, you got to go learn from the people who are the actual sources that of are this in shit. that spot. Exactly. And you learn from exactly. them. Exactly. And then you, you can go, and once you get to that spot, or even, like, then just providing, you know, knowledge is wealth. So mm-hmm. you provide that, then people are going to start to see. And that's the, I think that's a very important thing that maybe not a lot of people understand is, mm-hmm. The, the knowledge in the business, well, no matter what business you're in, is way, you know, it's very important. The work ethic is, mm-hmm. as well. But I feel like the product is such a small, no matter what you are, like if it's this podcast, if it's your music, like the product itself, you know, you have to get that right. But like mm-hmm. you said, 90% business, mm-hmm. rest is music. It's all about how you're selling it. Like mm-hmm. it don't matter what it is. It could be a trash bag sprayed you feel me with gold you yeah. know what I'm saying like as but long as you yeah you, you can, can sell, sell it, it. yeah sure. bro you can that sell it that goes back into the retail exactly. days bro we can sell <laughs> but no I'm saying like a lot of that selling shit and then you selling yourself is very important and I'm sure not only when you get to those spots where you are at you know some of those bigger people in the industry you gotta sell yourself because they see a lot of people probably every day and they're they're like is this person gonna be just someone I work with a, for a day or is this going to be someone I work with for multiple years? Yeah, relationships are the most important aspect of this whole music industry. Like, it's creating good relationships and conducting good business. Yeah. Like, that—that that is all it boils down to, you know? Because, like, me, when I continue to meet, like, people who are established in the music industry, I do not care about recording with you, brother. Mm-hmm. Like, I really just want to see, talk. like, yeah, what yeah. your mind's at mm-hmm. and, like, what your vision is with all this shit, you know what I'm saying? And what, how you plan to to sustain in this game because yeah. it is very quick you know what i'm it saying is. your your running is very quick and like 
I just want to really just have these relationships with people like where I, we can just hang out and play 2K or break bread with each other. Like, I don't mm. give a fuck about recording no music with you, bro. I'm recording my own music. Yeah. And I know it's fire I, I because I talk. wouldn't be in this yeah. room with you if it wasn't. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, like, well, I don't need to hop on a song with you, bro. But if that's if that's what the vibe is and we're in the studio just chilling and shit and you feel me, I'm recording. It's and you just to happen to, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. And you just happen to be like, oh, yeah, like, I like that. Let me hop on that type mm-hmm. shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's it's the vibes, bro. I'm saying, all right, man. So I want to talk to you about this new project. Mm-hmm. It's out at the time of this recording uh, today. It's the the debut. Tell me about the project. So this project is very interesting uh, for me, just because. Um, I uh. I put a lot of thought into this project just because, you know, it's like my first like full collection or mm-hmm. body of music, my first EP that I'm ever putting out. So it means a lot to me in that sense because the debut, like, it's a show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the presentation of Sean Creates. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different type of tracks on there because there's like, you feel me, super up-tempo type of you know what I'm saying, saucy kind of tracks, and mm-hmm. then there's more, like, performance-style music on there that is strictly, like, I designed the song to be, like, good performance songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just, like, the beats are just fire on there, um, and there's just so many combinations of, like, 808s with just, like, soft, softly, soft, executed vocals on yeah. there. Just a, a good blend of music. Like, it's a good listen-through. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely something that you, after the first like intro song like you just want to listen to the rest just because of how impactful that first like intro song is and i just do like a little poem Mm -hmm. um and it just you feel me just gives a better idea about me just with that little small snippet uh and then i got shot in the making of this project too so it's Mm -hmm. just been a whole bunch of dealing with that and just like you feel me getting back to my roots and gaining my weight back and just getting my health back right and just like finishing this project um, but majority of it was finished like early on, but just, you know, putting the tracks together how I wanted to correctly and just like stuff like that to make it like a, a full cohesive uh, body of music. Um, and it just only being an EP, I'm, all my projects I want to have like full, full well thought out tracks and just like how I'm coming. Cause I recorded these like very like calculated. It was like, okay, this is how I'm going to make the intro or uh, this is what the style of intro I want it to be but this is what I want the second track to be as like the mm-hmm. first song and the so when I'm recording these songs I'm recording them as like this is the first one mm-hmm. and this is going to be the second one and this is going to be the third yeah. one and this is going to be the fourth you know so like I was going into it with that with that mindset so like organically I'm just already creating it cohesively as I'm recording yeah. um, which is an interesting way to do something because you know with music I feel like a lot of people just be like oh yeah just you feel me like don't think too in. hard yeah. yeah blah blah my homeboy always be telling me that like you be thinking too hard but <laughs> then like after I be showing him what I be doing afterwards he be mm. like damn like now I see what yeah. she was doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, now I understand. But it just takes that, you know, that, that first little initial, like, getting getting those ideas out and fully, like, going through with your ideas, even with a whole bunch of pain surrounding it, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, you know, this is the first full introduction to, you know, you. This mm-hmm. is, uh, it, I can definitely see um, that you put a, I mean, shit, you've been, you know, we've talked about before, I mean, this has been, uh, you know, some years in the making, mm-hmm. and 
on top of that, like you've even pushed back the date a couple times mm-hmm. because you wanted to get it right. You know, yeah, I'm sure exactly. And it's the one thing that I've always seen about you is just the the idea. It's not even a perfectionist; it's the way that you want it, and mm-hmm. like you want to be happy with what you put. Exactly. Not that you want it to be perfect. You want it to be particularly. You want it to basically show your your uh, creativity, your opinion, whatever mm-hmm. it is throughout like the project that you put out exactly and i see it man i see i see definitely what you're working towards and uh definitely can't wait to you know listen to it uh it's the debut man it's out out now guys it's gonna be available on like everything apple music yeah, spotify everything. all that shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely man uh i think i think this is just the beginning for you man i can't wait to see the future um if you could leave, you know, a couple, you know, words or, you know, some advice for the people, man, what would it be? Um, yeah, just continue, just continue to, to drill on that idea that every day above ground is a good day and like always be super, super bought into your own intuition. Cause people are always going to tell you this stuff or this stuff or that stuff, you know what I'm saying? But like a lot of that stuff is. It's never really valid till you experience it for yourself. Like, I'm one of those people, like, people can tell me something a hundred times, but till I've actually, like, done it myself, then I'm not going to really think too much about what they mm-hmm. said till I've gotten to experience it on my own. And, like, I used to be one of those people who used to try to, and I kind of still am, who pushes my ideals on people super heavy. But, like, it's because it works so, it works so efficiently for me because mm-hmm. it's so, like, emotionless you feel me like Mm -hmm. there's no like it's not emotionally biased like you know what i'm saying yeah so like i just try to get people to think in those ways like oh i'm trying to pitch it to you in concept so you understand it um and in a way where it's like it's not just personalized to me like it's universal like the type of advice that i can give i feel personally is very universal to multiple people but because of how confident i am and how can you know how i carry myself mm-hmm. you know like a lot of people perceive it as like oh yeah he thinks his way is the right way <laughs> and ah, uh, uh, it's like not nah, like this is working for me but like i have zero doubts that it can work for you yeah. too because this process is just a process you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's not my personal feelings that that is the reason why I think that this process works for me, exactly. right? It works for me because it's just universal. Like it takes out all the the emotions behind something and the illogical thinking that you might have due to trying to like you feel me. Um, just let your emotions control something like yeah. that. You feel me? Just with decision making and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah, just. Just continue to put your mind in those those positive pockets, man, and keep striving and and know that that your way is the best way till you, till it's not anymore. And then you find yep. a new way to do something. Exactly. You feel me? So yeah, and just um, man, all oh, just in Atlanta too. I want another thing I want to touch on that the engineer that I work with. He's amazing, uh, and he just the conversations we had and stuff. You can tell that like it's becoming more of a relationship. Mm-hmm. You feel me opposed to just like a business relationship just because we, you know, we get to lock in together and have these long sessions and just chop it up. But like about real shit, though, not even just music, bro. We don't even really be talking about music. He just be giving me his perspective on just like everything that's happening in the world. And he's Mm -hmm. definitely very like intelligent as well. But, you know, like when, you know, I record with him, like we have our little session. Mm -hmm. And then right after our session, he goes straight to Lil Yachty's house and works all night and doesn't get to go 
back home till the morning just to change clothes and eat and then mm-hmm. boom back in the studio you know what i'm saying so like it inspires me that he works that hard as an engineer so it forces me to have to work even harder because the boys out there man they're at they're doing mm-hmm. it at a, so much of a high level man and like there's so much money to be made out there too you know so they got all these connections but they're also like working hard like the whole man th- this whole idea that like you're just gonna go to a city and just like make a couple connections and blow up is just not true because you have to put in the groundwork. Yeah. Like if you do not have your own fan base, you are not going to succeed. You can't regardless. go up there yeah, with nothing and just nothing. be like, hey, like yeah, I'm like, like I don't like, give a damn if you're hanging out with Drake. Like yeah, yeah people might look at you and. You know what I'm saying? Follow you on Instagram because if yeah. you're flying, you're with Drake. You feel me? But at the end of the day, you try to put out a link and they're like, we don't know you yeah. for that. Just we just Drake's know you. Yeah, like, you're just Drake's friend. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And yep. like a lot of people miss out on the plays like that. Um, so, yeah, man, I just want people to know that this, this, there's so much more to this music stuff than it seems like on the surface. Like a lot of it is the business part of it and mm. like developing your fan base, creating a target audience, like doing the real work. You know what I'm saying? That's that's all it's about, man, is the work. And um, and I've seen it, man. And I can't wait to see, you know, like I said, your future, what you've been doing. Um, like you said, you already got the second project, you mm-hmm. know, coming out next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's... But I can't wait to see, you know, especially when we get back to being able to do shows and, mm-hmm. like, all this shit, bro. I can't see... I, I can't wait, man. Uh, again, thank you for coming on. Of course. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, bro. Where can they follow you? Um, where can they just plug everything, bro? So, so on Instagram, it is seancreates.us, S H A U N creates.us. On Twitter, it's underscore Mr. Happy, M I S T E R, happy. Um, and then Facebook is just Sean Creates, YouTube is just Sean Creates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then guys go check out the debut it's available on all major platforms mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, man thank you for coming on thank you for having me alright you guys I want to thank you for tuning in for this season 1 finale I also want to thank Sean for being the final guest of season 1 I definitely appreciate it guys go check out his new EP the debut it's available everywhere you can stream music man Apple Music, Spotify, everywhere where you can listen to music uh, it's going to be on there uh, I just know it's amazing, man. Um, he worked, you know, has worked tirelessly on it, and um, like I said, one of the the most driven people I know, um, man, really smart people I know, I should say as well. And uh, I can't wait to see his future. Uh, a couple of big takeaways from this podcast as well. Uh, when he was speaking on, you know, being the pioneer in whatever you know lane that you're in, you know, he's trying to be that pioneer for Des Moines, you know, put on for a city that doesn't have a lot of people that are um you know have made it out of here when people look at you know we've talked about you know multiple times on this podcast when people look at des moines they look at it as a flyover state they look at it as you know somewhere where people don't want to visit and you know there's a lot of people in this city right now that are trying to make it that place to visit that people are like man have you checked out the art scene here have you checked out the music here have you checked out this and that the food doesn't matter like People are really trying to do it, uh, you know, here in this city. And, you know, Sean is definitely one of them. And I, I, like he was talking about, you know, going different places and, you know, building those connections, um, but also relationships. You know, you don't want to go somewhere and just try to get, you know, with some of these top dogs and everything. And then just for, you know, just to go and say what's up to them and then maybe meet them just for a second and then that's it. 
you know, we're out here to build relationships. And when you're networking, you really got to build those relationships. Sometimes it's not even about the the thing you have on your mind, like, oh, I want to work with that person or I want to do that. Um, sometimes it's just about chopping it up with them and kind of seeing what their vision is and they get to see your work ethic and your vision as well. And that's really important. Um, I, I do, you know, really think that it's important to speak with, you know, people in your field, you know, whether it's art, music, um, you know, any of those, you know, creative arts and everything. But also if you're in like, you know, a business field, things like that, um, just people that you can, you know, are like minded that you can reach out to. And then also, you know, some people that are at the top of whatever field you're at, you know, getting in contact with them, seeing how they got there taking, you know, little bits and pieces from them, but then making it your own. Um, all those things are very important. I feel like Sean does a really good job of that. And uh, man, I'm just really excited, like I said, to see his future. And I can't wait to see the response for his project. Again, it's called The Debut. It's available now, streaming everywhere. Uh, go check it out. Um, he might actually still have some merch left as well. I copped one from him. Um, I put it up on my Instagram, at riseagaincreate. Um, go check it out you know it's really dope um and you know just supporting local businesses as well um he's you know entrepreneur musician you know just trying to really make it and um definitely go you know just support whether it's streaming whether it's sharing you know just go support him um but again that's going to do it for this season one finale what is next for rise again podcast well guys season two is coming real soon uh definitely stay tuned uh we're gonna have you know some really amazing guests really amazing people and um, hopefully I can, you know, up the quality, um, you know, just not even, I mean, we've had amazing people on season one. I'm just talking about like sound quality, you know, here and there. Um, if you guys have any feedback, man, hit me up. I'm always down to, you know, listen and get some of that. Um, again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. One last thing before we go. Um, again, you know, in our country right now, um, I've spoken on it, you know, on Instagram and social media and everything. But uh, we definitely have a social injustice in this country right now. And just because, you know, we are back making podcasts, we're back from, you know, making YouTube videos, everything like that. Um, this is not over. Um, we still demand justice. And this episode, um, I'm going to put in the link in the description of some things to educate you guys. But then on top of that, um, you know, donate. If you're nationally listening to this, man, um, the Bail Project, that's a really good one to donate to. Black Lives Matter movement. If you're local, uh, Des Moines Black Lives Matter. Um, there's, uh, I'll just put a bunch of links in the, the link below. Um, I just want to say, you know, shout out to everybody here in my city that's doing something. Um, I, I appreciate it. I know everyone else does. Um, you guys are killing it, man. I mean, everyone from the Des Moines Black Lives Matter group um, to Movement 515, just anyone that's putting on the protest, that's helping out the community, um, even supporting Black-owned businesses, just anything that you guys can do in your own communities as well, um, definitely go do it. Um, I'll leave it with that, but thank you guys so much for the love and support. Thank you guys for listening to this season one. Um, it's been a blast, you know, doing this, and I can't wait for the future, guys. I really can't. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you in season two. Peace.